Hello everyone and welcome. You're listening to DTSE Talks, the place to be to learn more and explore the life in Magenta. You wonder what's going on in the company? Where do we excel and what's our lessons learned? Join me as I delve into the life in DTSE and interview employees as well as guests to answer all your questions. I'm your host Umayma Buswab and this is the DTS Earth series where we focus on the people of our DTSE locations and put them in the spotlight one at a time. For today's episode, we are traveling to Bucharest, Romania, where we meet with our amazing colleague Alexandra Livia Nicola, one of the most engaged leaders in the location. She's here with a strong team spirit to put a new perspective on reporting and digitalization within the company. So without further ado, let's get started. Today is Alexandra Livia Nicola. She is the head of plan to execute in Bucharest, Romania, with an experience that varies from operational platform management, business process to people management. She's got a newfound passion about neuroscience and transformation process, and her motto is to keep trying until you make it. Hi, Livia. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you for inviting me also. Thank you. So let's kick off with learning a little bit about your story and your background and how you ended up in the wonderful world of reporting. Great. So um, my start in reporting, uh, yeah, I had it, I think, 10 years ago. But actually, um, when I started working on, on HP, um, but also in uh, Ericsson Telecommunications, so it's not my first experience on reporting in telecommunication industry. But in general, in terms of platform, uh, this is always um, what I had um, in terms of background and in terms of uh, yeah, experiences and playing with, um, with the platforms. So I started 10 years ago, but with reporting, let's say, I've started um, recently. When I say recently, I, I mean seven years ago. <laughs> Very recent. <laughs> yeah, very recent. Yeah, in general, previously, I've worked in, in terms of asset management world. Uh-huh. And was it uh, also part of your education background? Did you study in this in this field or was there an, a different background you had and then you switched to this reporting world? Somehow they are connected. My entire education world, uh, it was based on economics from high school, um, university, master and everything is based on economics. So I think what it was natural is, uh, la, for example, I like to study a, li- a lot the um, economics KPIs of um, a, a company. Uh, which usually I learn mm-hmm. how to um, calculate them and derive them. And honestly, this is uh, the scope of plan to execute, actually. They are the, the KPIs, uh, if, if they are financial or non-financial for, uh, for the, the TSE. Mm-hmm. So is that what interested you in this position or what actually interested you in taking this position in Bookhurst? Actually, when I started, uh, I was not aware about all these details, which it was good because it was a, a good surprise. But uh, what triggered me is um, actually the requirement of, of the position. It was challenging to create a, a team from scratch or uh, the team was already created, but um, the scope was to grow the team and uh, to yeah, involve them and create a learning journey for them in terms of reporting. Uh, they already had the backgrounds and uh, they already had the support of our um, German community. And really, mm-hmm. I liked the idea on working in more closely collaboration with the international colleagues. 
which in my previous companies, there were some bridges because they were more limited the interactions and not in terms of personal interaction and collaboration, but also in terms of platforms and uh, doing business uh, more closely with the customer. So it's basically the people aspect that's uh, triggered this interest for you in this position. Yeah, the people aspect, because somehow, even if they are uh, customers, if they are uh, people from your team, uh, partners, they are all people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> this, uh, this was actually triggered me. And I, I, from the beginning, I was feeling that there, there are lots of opportunities uh, and I can do a lot uh, for the team. That's super. Cool to have that, right? In a position when you start and you see that there are challenges that you can improve also in your uh, development and in your career uh, development. Yeah, and it's nice when you feel it, it's still valid after five years. Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not so common, right? After a few years, maybe sometimes uh, it happens that you start looking for other uh, challenges. But if a position keeps giving you challenges over challenge, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, exactly. The enthusiastic phase, it was not only for one year. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about reporting, obviously, it's uh, the idea or the image that most of people have when you speak about reporting is something that is not so fun and exciting. So what's a commonly held belief about your role that you passionately disagree with? When people are saying reporting, some of them are thinking only to accounting. Yeah, numbers. And an Excel sheet with numbers mm. uh, based on the domain that they are working on. Yeah, also this is reporting, but um, the, the reporting in our days is more than this, I think. Mm-hmm. And especially in, in um, our environment and in telecommunication. And also in the digital, because um, we are uh, doing reporting from all industries. I mean, it's not only, let's say, telecommunication and we are following, I don't know, EBITDA revenue and number of subscribers. Um, we are also having the sales, marketing. Um, so there are lots of areas. There are supply chain, risk management. So it's more that only following the traditional telecommunication, let's say, scope. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I remember when uh, other people um, um, challenged me to make a presentation about uh, the scope of our team, uh, what is reporting, what they are doing. Everyone had the image that they are doing Excel and VBAs, Mm -hmm. which um, maybe is normal from someone that is not that deeply inside of your business, of your job or or your team. And and then um, um, I'm happy to see uh, the surprises on their faces when they hear what we are doing, actually that we are driving the innovation and we are following actually the future with the innovation because working with the platforms, it means to yeah, migrate from the digital, um, from the traditional reporting to digital reporting, which is actually what we are doing. We are not following the, um, the old traditional reporting in Excel and we are trying to yeah, um, follow the next step, which is the digital and uh, to use the, the, um, all the digital tools. And when I'm saying that is, um, people maybe they don't know, but we are working with MicroStrategy. So uh, for the top management, we are doing digital reporting in MicroStrategy and we are the competence center. Um, mm-hmm. We are the pioneers, we, we think and we hope we are the pioneers for our customers mm-hmm. in terms of digital transformation because um, they have their own strategy in terms of transformation and digital transformation. And we, we are happy that we are the ones that are triggering this for them. And when they are going in their management discussion, they can show our work, actually. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, reporting is 
finding the simplest way to visualize the data in order to take the right decisions in a in, a, in the right way at the right moment. So in other words, you are not doing it with the Excel because that's mostly the idea that you get when you think about reporting, you think about Excel sheets and just a lot of numbers, but it is more with the um, dashboards that are easy to understand and that give more insights. Exactly. Actually, um, I would lie if I would say that uh, we are all fully digital. <laughs> not okay. We are not that yet. yet. We are in progress. I think we are in the middle of the, the way. Um, and this is not done only by us in Bucharest. Now I'm talking for all our P2E community in all our um, um, service centers in Cologne, in Slovakia, in Bucharest. We are all doing reporting, but in different phases. And we are all working as a community to trigger this digital transformation for the customer. Mm-hmm. But because we are humans, we cannot do everything from one day to another. That's why we are doing it digital transformation and mm-hmm. we are doing it together with the customers. I mean, we are collaborating with them and agreeing when uh, and which step we should achieve in terms of uh, digital transformation. And here I'm not talking uh, only about uh, front-end because uh, MicroStrategy, it's a front-end tool mm-hmm. um, which helps you to visualize data more easily in the interactive way. Um, but on the other time, we are working also on the um, uh, on the data sources to improve them in order to have the better connections and to trigger uh, data quality to the front end. That's interesting. And when you said you're not, we're not 100% digital yet, what is still there to do to reach this 100% digitalization of the reporting? Well, definitely we have a pipeline with products, um, um, which is exactly the scope of each customer. Mm-hmm. They have their own traditional reporting, which we always deliver for them. And we are in progress to finish this digital transformation, um, doing a migration for the yeah, Excel or PDF or um, um, traditional format to a uh, digital way, which is MicroStrategy or Power BI, it depends. Mm-hmm. So we are following, let's say, uh, a timeline in terms of current business that we are doing for the customer to migrate to a uh, digital transformation. But in the same time, the customer has also his uh, wish in terms of new products that don't exist in um, traditional format. And we are working also in parallel to um, develop them in MicroStrategy. And we are trying also uh, to follow the future. I mean, we are connected also with, uh, with colleagues from AI, AI mm-hmm. service. Actually, we are hosting and we are having also data scientists in Bucharest. And somehow we are trying to connect um, um, this front-end development and digital reporting also to the predictive analytics. And uh, as I've said, follow the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. So there's also AI involved. Yeah, it, yeah. this is actually completes the entire picture of what the customer needs. That's really interesting. And when you speak about uh, transformation and change management, of course, there are challenges that come to mind. So what are the challenges that your team have gone through and how did you manage to go through them? Actually, the challenges, I think they are the same um, as any theme. If you are talking about platforms, not everything can go as you plan or as you have in your mind always. Mm -hmm. Um, The the technology wants more and also the customer wants more, but also the individual and the developer or uh, the employee wants more um, to do and to develop. 
so the challenges are, let's say, the normal ones, how you can um, yeah, transform in reality what the customer needs, maybe with some uh, workarounds, but in the same time in a digital way and mm-hmm. following um, the methodology of a platform. But I think it was harder um, in the pandemic period. Um, so it's also something that was not depending to us because we've missed the um, face-to-face interaction also with the customer um, mm. in order to feel the reality what he needs. That's true. So the virtual communication did not help so much in this aspect to, to understand exactly what the customer needs. Are there other challenges that you personally Um, went through since you started with this position and and how you managed to to get over them? I would say that there are the the usual challenges which uh, keeps you and uh, adrenaline alert and not to get bored. So (laughs) it's, um, I would say, day-to-day work. But um, as I've said, even if we have all the virtual uh, technology to us, always the interaction with with the people um, i would say um, is the one that brings the value added mm-hmm. so for me it was very hard in the pandemic period which yeah took two years um to create the connection also with the team also with the customers but also i've missed also even if maybe in general in the past we said there are too many travels that we have to do i've missed some interactions with my colleagues in order to keep uh, the same level our collaboration. Um, so I would say in only the pandemic period, it was very hard, mm, not because we didn't have the virtual technologies, but I think because of the times that we live, the uncertainty, the people having the, um, let's say, pressure, outside pressure about um, unknown situation, which actually the work helped us because um, yeah. we could not concentrate about what is happening outside when we were forced <laughs> in, in our houses. But I would say this was the the most challenging period from my experience in general, not in terms of my position here, but as human as, as uh, an employee in a company, mm-hmm. working fully remote. I mean, we all know that now we like working remotely, but it's nice that, for example, as I am today in my office, mm-hmm. I can see my team members and I can really discuss very easy um, and very fast topics. I like how you keep saying usual challenges. It's <laughs> that's really a great how I mindset. Keep my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really a great mindset because I'm trying to get some challenges from you, but you keep answering. It's usual challenges, and I really love that mindset. So, does it come from your passion about neuroscience and transformation? Honestly, um, I found out that this is called uh, neuroscience and so on because um, always I'm trying to find my motivation, thinking that is normal what you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, recently, I don't have so, so much time for this passion, but recently I found out some books, but also some blogs and the Romanian actually um, a neuroscientist that is doing this kind of um, podcast. Uh, where you hear um, normal things that are happening from your mm-hmm. childhood and you think maybe it's something wrong on you uh, or how you um, were raised or um, how your structure is. Uh, for example, why you are not a morning person. <laughs> it's, it's not, it doesn't mean that you are lazy. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, it means that um, each person has a structure, has some uh, in their uh, neuroscience, let's say, or in the background, each people is designed differently. 
Mm-hmm. And um, there are different cells in our uh, and parts in our body that re- uh, reacts differently. And in this kind of neuroscience, it's explained exactly from science point of view what is happening and what hormones are activated when um, and all this process in your body. Yeah, so I'm following this uh, this um, Scientologic, uh, let's say, um, um, articles. And for Mm -hmm. example, it's very interesting um, is how you can get someone annoyed and keep yourself uh, very zen. They are very interesting situations. That's interesting. Is the podcast you mentioned uh, available in English or, or only I in think Romanian? Yes. I think they have also a version in English. Yeah, and you, I will uh, yeah, suggest to you <laughs> after the po- podcast the name of the guy and also his YouTube podcast. Super. Well, let's talk about your achievements. I know that you don't want to put the spotlight on you, but I want you to take this, <laughs> to take this platform to really talk about your achievements and what you could, could have achieved all of these years either in telecom or in your life in general, so that we can be inspired by it? Yeah, well, I, I think my, my achievement is uh, that um, I, I think in two months I will have five years in, in telecom. So this is my achievement. I always look for a company where I can grow um, and also develop, not only in terms of um, myself personally, but in terms of having um, a playground for, uh, for my team. Mm-hmm. which this is what I've missed in the past. On the other side, um, if I'm talking about business, uh, they are not my achievements. Uh, I always, this is how I uh, also coach my uh, my team leads um, to do management uh, because people are doing uh, the efforts, is their work. Uh, we are only giving some guidance. So um, if you would like some achievements in terms of business, everything that we achieved, um, is done by them. So it's their effort. And I really, if they will hear this podcast, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, a recognition from my side to them that I really thank to them about all their efforts in all these years. Mm-hmm. The management, we always, uh, we have our wishes. Uh, we create strategies. Um, um, we work with the customers uh, to the strategies to uh, future, what it means future, um, what it means future roles, what it means um, future profiles, future business technology, uh, we uh, challenge IT and so on, but um, we cannot achieve them without all, without our people because they actually they are uh, the experts. Mm-hmm. We are only uh, showing them the way. <laughs> exactly. So being humble is part of the leader mindset you had. Are there other leadership uh, traits that you think are very important in today's life? Well, always I think People should empower their teams. For example, I always like to be in the background. You will never see me the first one on a stage. I'm always in the, the background of, of my people. Uh, and this is, I think it's important because um, if you are not empowering them, they will always be shy and they will not have courage of their actions. They will yeah, stay in the uh, in shadow. Mm-hmm. So empowering is the key, I think. and also. Um, encourage them speaking without being afraid that they will be judged. So have some kind of trust within the team that if you exactly. ever fail, it exactly. is never uh, something to be afraid of, right? 
we are we are all failing. I mean, <laughs> we see what is happening in the world. It means that people are failing in taking decisions or actions. So I, I don't think it's a problem if sometimes we are um, taking a wrong decision. If uh, yeah, then we are focusing on solving it. And mm-hmm. we are all uh, supporting the team. I mean, also, this is important. People need to not be afraid um, to, to do things wrong. Because if they are afraid to do mistakes, mm. it means they don't have support. So I think also besides empowering also is the trust on your people and the support. They will always feel yeah the freedom that they can um, do everything and take the right actions if they will have someone uh, in the background to support them. Mm-hmm. That's true. If this is not available in the team, then it's hard to come up with new ideas and be creative, yeah. right? And don't make judgments mm-hmm. <laughs> on the mm-hmm. first side. You never know someone um, what is yeah having actually in the shadow, what story and what potential. So we're still talking about the team and to end the discussion, I want to ask you all together, what do you like the most about your team now? Now I like that we are becoming again a team after uh, two years. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were uh, a virtual team. We are becoming uh, again uh, now also a real team in a hybrid mode, uh, we know. But uh, we are starting again to to, um, have connection uh, between us. So somehow I think that... um, it's like we are restarting our relation after this year, even if we, we have, we've been in connection all the time. But um, I also had some ex- I have experience a week ago. Um, we had some um, face-to-face meetings, uh, but all, all also some time after working hours. And I said, yeah, it's the, the old life um, life again. And it was good for us because we have also a new office in Bucharest, which, yeah, they all love it, nice. how they look and so on. And uh, they they were surprised to see um, how much it developed in the two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, yeah, a, a refreshed start. It's uh, also nice to see the improvement of the office and it makes you maybe want to be there more often when there's greenery around and when there's more relaxed uh, atmosphere, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was great because we invited our colleagues from Cologne and um, also from uh, Kosice, from Slovakia. We invited them um, in, in Bucharest and we had a full week with everyone. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've been all the, the team here in Bucharest. Um, I feel that um, hope other colleagues will not um, be angry on me, what I said, but I feel that we are the most international um, team. Because we are all connected and um, we are offering the one to each other transparency. And we learned to work together in the last years. Maybe the pandemic also helped us, but Mm -hmm. we are really an international uh, service line and we are uh, having a good collaboration across the countries. That's that's cool. And in terms of mindset, that's what you would say you like the most about the team. Yeah, also this, but also the partnership that uh, we've created with the customers. We're working as partners with them. Yeah, we know their requirements and we are trying everything to achieve them. But in the same time, we have we are having a good partnership with them. So we are working uh, close to our um, um, customers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we are not feeling that they are customers. Uh, they are yeah, colleagues with us. Nice. So uh, this is actually uh, what we like. That's really interesting when the customer feels like, yeah, your colleague and 
not anymore a customer. That's something to, to be proud of. Yeah. We did not uh, include this question in the CSI <laughs> survey, actually. I, I don't know how they feel, but um, this is how we feel, uh, actually, when we work with them. Uh, for the customer satisfaction index survey, right? Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Livia. It was a really a nice conversation. Thanks for taking the time of your day to speak with me. And this has been a lot of fun and I learned more about reporting. Thanks for sharing your team spirits with us as well. Thank you also for inviting me. So that's all, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the DTS Air series and listening to Livia's experience. I hope you got inspired by her leadership style and changed your view about reporting in DTSE. It is not just Excel sheets and VBA, it is much more than that. You or your colleagues in DTSE have an interesting story or experience that you want to share? Get in touch with me and let's get you the spotlight you deserve. Make sure to go to talks.dtse.group, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a feedback. Bye.